This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 504 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. Today's USDF episode is dedicated to the Dressage Seat Equitation Programs. We have a couple of champion riders on, as well as program organizers. And, as a special treat, Justin from Total Saddle Fit will join us. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi there, Phil. Hi, Reese. How you doing? I, we had a bit of a break. I know it's been a while. Now we're back. <laughs> we're back. We are ready. We've got a we've got a busy show today, don't we? Yeah, we got yeah we got it all organized, and we got riders. We got <laughs> we got all kinds of people coming on. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Yeah, no, it's it's been quite a good week down here. Well, two weeks, I guess. I have to give a huge shout out to Pamela McKee, her horse, Marcus. We did the second level freestyle and Pam has been awesome. And, and Phil knows Miss Pam as well. Pam is our barn mom at Maple Crest and she's a wonderful horse, Marcus, who I've been showing for many years now. And I told her many years ago, I wanted to finish my freestyle bar, my bronze freestyle bar on Marcus and we finally did it we did it the last week yeah he had a 72.5 the first day so we will take that he was a little bit tired the second day so 60 almost a 69 68 and change so it was it was good it was a good good time and it was a global and Miss Pam headed home actually from Florida so it was it was fun it was is kind of a great end of the season so shout out to her for sure yeah, well, I mean, you're starting to wrap it up now. Yeah, well, it's the last, the last month. Thing. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's 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 that time of the season down here. Nations Cup, they actually moved it. It's next week. That is going to be a big one. And then things really wrap up because Nations Cup was at the end of the month. And, you know, the Europeans need to get home. And, you know, the, the rent sort of ends the end of March down here So for a yeah. lot of people. So they needed to move it up because it was kind of... In a, in a weird spot so that'll be really fun last week we had the last world cup qualifier with laura graves and casey perry glass both winning one and two and they qualified for the world cup so we can't wait to see what those girls do they really i mean the horses look great so that's super fun um so it's just been busy you know now i i'm starting to get smart with this phil and i don't leave all the things that i think i need to leave for season to the last week so okay. we had the saddle fiddle yesterday and okay. you know we're starting to to get some of that stuff done so yeah taking, um, taking advantage of all the all the you know things that you can get done before yes. you go north good exactly good for you Exactly. Yeah. So it's so far still, I mean, we still have a couple of weeks, but it's been great so far and, and keep showing. And now's the time where we're trying to finish everybody's qualifying that we wanted to get down here done. So all good things. Fantastic. Well, I think we should probably just get to the show. Yeah, let's get, uh, get it done. Yeah. So right after this commercial break from USDF, we're going to come on with Roz Kinsler, who is going to talk to us about the junior dressage seat equitation program. Founded in 1973, the United States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline. At nearly 30,000 members strong, 
USDF is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org to learn more about USDF education, competition and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org, your online destination for dressage. Well, today we are so happy to have Roz Kinsler, FEI dressage coach. You hold all kinds of hats, Roz. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to do it. It's fun. <laughs> and you are the USCF Youth Chairwoman, and you're the Region 2 Junior Young Rider Coordinator. Uh, so you have so many things, and you were also Volunteer of the Year for USCF. So you just hold many hats, and we're so happy to have you. Thank you. It's fun to do, and it's you know it's great fun. Like somebody like you that has been through one of our programs a long time ago, we're still at it. How cool. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Thank you. Thank Still you. plugging away. Yeah. Was right, a little few years ago when when my sister and I went through the programs, but, you know, f- phenomenal. It's just, it, it really, the programs have grown. Actually, when my sister was 14, it was the first year that they had done juniors. So, and we're and in our 30s. I'm still going to say that. So, and Roz, you were, you were there and always, always very yeah, supportive. You were on of my very first team. Yep, I was on your very first team. That's right. Again, that was only three years ago. So exactly. don't worry about it. <laughs> so, Roz, tell us a little bit about, you know, the youth programs. And then most of our interview today, we're going to talk about the dressage seat equitation. But kind of give us a general overview of the youth programs. Well, part of the function of my committee is to really, we're obviously trying to encourage more and more youth to get interested in dressage, participate in many ways with the understanding that while North American Youth Championships are fabulous, there's a lot more for them to to be involved with, hence dressage seat equitation being one of those, that you don't need to have a a Grand Prix horse to do it. In fact, any horse can do it. So some of the programs that we have, we have thinking a little bit, you know, with the, you can qualify for regional finals at training level now. That was, that's all new, or new recently, that you can do that. There's different, like, interest levels. We have a dressage recognition program that is a combined thing. You can apply for it where it has to do a little bit with community service, grades, and then that you have to complete two dressage tests. With They can be from schooling shows. It's fine. And just meet a minimum percent, and then you earn a bar. And you can earn the bars again and again and again. So it's another way to be involved that way. It's, it's terrific. And we also have on our committee the Youth Programs Advisory Subcommittee, lots of initials. Mm-hmm. And this is a group of older youth members who are, again, reaching to our various, all of our USDF programs, trying to find ways that we can integrate youth within each committee, not just this committee. So it's it's pretty fun and lots going on all the time. Well, I think that's great because, you know, again, that's how I actually got involved with USCF many years ago was, was through the youth programs. And my mom was, you know, very active and she would take us to all the conventions. And, and so it sort of became part of, of, you know, who we were and what we did. And, and it was a really good thing. And it also taught us a little bit about service and community service. And so there's a lot to to do within the organization for the juniors, which we want to encourage because we need them to be doing that. Exactly. And it's, you know, unfortunately with our sport, people are intimidated by it. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. And it's, and this is, you know, we're always looking for ways that we can say, you can join at any level, Mm -hmm. you know, join in and have a good time with a plain ordinary horse, you know, your best friend horse. There's many ways to do it and give it a try and see what you think. 
That's fantastic. So, so let's talk a little bit about this dressage seat equitation program. It's a fantastic program. So can you tell us a little bit more how we get involved with that? It is a great program. The best, the best way I would explain it is these classes, dressage seat equitation classes, are offered at uh, USEF, USDF recognized horse shows. And it's a pathway, if you will, towards a championship. Riders have to be up to 18. There are two age divisions. And you participate when you compete at a show. You compete within your age division, and it's a group class, which is almost unheard of in our discipline. Yeah. And then as you get, there's two ways you can qualify for the semifinal, one of which is you can have two 70% scores just in a general dressage sheet equitation class, or if you are aiming to go to regional championships, the other way you can do it is if you're champion or at your level, training level or third level, that qualifies you for the semifinals. And that is a big deal. That's held at each region They have, when they have their precise seat equitation championship class within each of the nine regions. It's pretty much run the same way as a group, but then there's an individual workout. Usually if it's a big class for the top riders, the judges decide as they do it. And from there, the champion in each region is invited to the national dressage seat finals, and that is at the Festival of Champions. So it's a really fun pathway, however you want to do it, however far you want to take it. I think some people get intimidated by the Festival of Champions. That's fantastic. But if you're from far away, a horse, you can find a horse, right? You don't have to necessarily oh, yeah. no, bring you can your horse. A horse. You don't have to bring a horse at all, which is another mm-hmm. huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, if you contact local professionals, you know, and many people are, are happy to lend one if possible so that you don't have to ship a horse cross-country for one one particular class. So it, it's we're trying to make it as user-friendly as possible. The riders, of course, but you'd have to do this if you were to recognize show. You'd have to be a USDF member and a participating membership at the time, you know, that you com- you compete for your qualifying ride. But that's pretty normal. Yes. And it's normal ownership requirements for the horse owner and so on. Fantastic. And tell us a little bit about what is asked for in each age division. Like, what do you have to do to ride in those classes? Um, is to make it not too complicated, it's basically a walk, track, canter class both directions. In the 13 and under, well, it's the same thing. And the judges observe not just that you look beautiful and you sit on the horse, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. can you ride competently at a training for training level. Um, even the younger age division, it's walk, track, canter both ways. In 14 to 18-year-olds, it's, again, the same thing. Sometimes I've watched these group classes. Sometimes they'll do a little simple leg yielding if there's not too many in the group. And they, they want to see, number one, are you sitting properly? Are you able to influence the horse? Like any other disciplines, equitation, not just that you sit perfectly and the horse does what it wants. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of the class. If you want to move up the levels, you need to know how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, and and typically, fun. how many people actually go to the finals? Um, I think we had a, we had one from each region. I'm sure we did last year. We get for the final. You, we usually have a pretty good representation. I think at Lamplight there were ten. No, it couldn't have been. Had to be nine. But uh, it's it. it really fills up, and the, sometimes the semifinal classes, in other words, at regional championships, in Region 2, three years ago, we had 27 riders in that that all wow. qualified. That's fabulous yeah. to have that kind of a big group. 
all working. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. So, Roz, where can where can our listeners find more information out on, on all the programs and some of the youth programs as well? The best place is on the USDF website. When you go to youth, it lists all the programs, and they're grouped according to one, educational opportunities, competition opportunities, recognition opportunities, and there are links there that take you directly to, to the, the specific programs. And it's, I actually printed out the dressage seat thing because I, there's so many little yes. things with it. I forget. To be yeah. Honest. I can't keep up Absolutely. with all of it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's pretty, pretty easy to find the information and then find oh, the information. Fantastic. Well, Roz, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and, and telling us about the programs. And if people have questions or want to find you, how do they do that online? The, probably the easiest thing, I do believe my email address is on the USDF site, and I'm on email a lot. And with all of us horse people, that's way easier than a phone call. <laughs> yes. Just send me a note. I promise I will get back to you. <laughs> yeah, if I don't know the answer, I can certainly direct you to somebody that does. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, Roz. We appreciate it. Totally my pleasure. Thank you. Well, right after this break from Kentucky Performance Products, we're coming back with Terry Sue Wentinger. To Kentucky Performance Products. Are you worried about digestive disorders such as colic, diarrhea, and ulcers making your horse sick? Try adding Nalox Advanced to your horse's diet. The ingredients in Nalox Advanced support a healthy stomach, robust microflora populations, and normal gut function so digestive disorders become a thing of the past. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of ulcers, diarrhea, and colic. Why take chances with your horse's well-being? Start your horse on Nalox Advance today. Well, tonight we are so happy to have Terry Sue Wenzinger. She is the Region 9 Adult Amateur Equitation Regional Final Champion. Welcome to the show. Thank you. We are so happy to have you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm honored that you would want to speak to me, so thank you very much. I'm excited. Well, so tell us a little bit about your story. I mean, this this show for USDF is all about the equitation and, and seat equitation. So tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. Well, so with regard to dressage equitation, I was so mm-hmm. excited that the dressage equitation class became available. Last year was the first year, and I'm in Region 9. I went to Tyler and saw it as a class and signed up, and I was the only one in the class. And I think that some of the trainers and some of the folks around were like, what are they doing? Why are they taking time for this? But it was so fun. And I loved the feedback from the judge. I also really loved that it was something different to do with my horse in the ring. The horse I was riding last year in the equitation is a Grand Prix schoolmaster. He's 19 years old and I got my gold medal on him and rode him for a year, but he has, I forget, it's an outrageous number of Grand Prix tests. And for him to go in the ring and do something different, he, he was just sassy and happy. So I did that one and loved it. And then I came out to California for the summer because we have hot summers in Texas. And I did another adult equitation class out here. And there were, I believe, four people in that class. And then with our regional classes, they opened it up and said, anybody who's qualified for regionals and is an adult can show in this class. And I was shocked. I think we had like 36 people in there. It was crazy. And it was so fun because it was like when I wrote equitation as a kid, because you have to 
jockey for position and, oh, let me cut across the ring here so I can be in the clear and the judges, because, you know, there are, I think there are three judges, two, two or three judges in there watching us. And it was a blast. And then they narrowed it down, I think, to the top eight and had the eight of us do the pattern. But so what I was starting to tell you is it totally gave me flashbacks to when I was a kid, because when I rode as a kid, I was an equitation rider. I I only had the opportunity to ride for about four years, but I rode Arabian horses, which are the most versatile breed. And because I got such a late start, it just seemed that equitation would be a good thing to do. I competed in some other things with the Arabs that were in the junior classes, but mostly equitation. And I did, I had three Arabs. One was a, uh, over the years, I, or I guess one was leased, but one was a stock seat horse that I worked with, with a quarter horse guy. One was saddle seat horse that I worked with, with the saddlebred lady. And one was a hunter that I rode hunt seat. And I was like super lucky and super, super successful with the equitation on my Arabs and also with like when I'd go say to a quarter horse show and ride one of the trainer's horses or to Saddlebridge show, show and ride one of the trainer's horses. So I, I love equitation and the fact that it's an adult class now. All right. So I have a couple questions. Okay. At regionals, there was 36 horses in the ring at the same time. Well, it <laughs> seemed like we'd have to go back and count. I could be exaggerating. It could have been okay. 23. But it was, and it, it, it was, it was over 20, though. I mean, like, that's a lot of horses. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was a lot of horses. And picture these dressage horses who are used to being in the ring all by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was crazy, but it was, it was not scary for me because I had done that as a kid and, and you would do your rail work. And then after your rail work, you would do your pattern, which is right. exactly yeah. the yeah. way they did this. So, wow. but it was, it was be, not because that many people had ridden in an equitation class, but because they said everybody who's qualified can do it. And yeah. it, I thought that was a really good way to do it. It was really fun. Yeah, I mean, introducing a new class to people, you know, getting them involved in it and, you know, gives a chance for people to, to try it out and see how they like it or see how it's different. I always know, you know, the dressage people, we, we love doing our tests. We're used to doing tests. And then all of a sudden there's like, oh, you're going to go in a group class? I think that blows people's minds. <laughs> but don't you think it's really good for the horses? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, I mean, I yes. Do. Fantastic. Yeah, at our um, local dressage shows, we have equitation. We've had them for years, equitation classes. Normally for the walk-trot horses because they, don't, they previously didn't have uh, their own series of tests to do. So then, you know, if you wanted to get your horse in the ring more times or green horses and baby horses that you would, you know, enter into the equitation classes. I think it's really fun and, and riders get great feedback just concerning, you know, very much focus on position and, and, and what they should be doing to help the horses better. So I've, I've always been a big fan. Right. There was a lot of feedback on how to better influence the horse, almost more so than in a, you know, in your regular test, you get needs more bend, needs more this. But in the equitation, the feedback is to get more bend, you might consider, you know, getting more off your inside leg or yeah, mm-hmm. use Absolutely. a bit more finesse with your inside rein, ride the middle of his mouth. I mean, just so it's almost like a, yeah, like a mini clinic or something. And you have the pattern ahead of time, right? Well, so in California and in Tyler, my first two, we did not have the pattern ahead of time. 
okay. at the regionals, they did, but I didn't, I didn't know that it was that we were going to get it ahead of time, but everybody in the warm up arena was like, Oh no, there's a pattern. And it was, it was quite simple. They just, so, and some people went ahead of me, so it was fine. <laughs> just yes, follow, they follow the tail, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. But they did, they did, they posted a pattern and it was more like, you know, figure eight at the trot, figure eight at the canter straight down the center line, track, track, right. And, and leg yield on the, on the diagonal or something like that. It was pretty simple. And obviously you were quite successful. So how did the versatility that you learned, you know, as, as a junior, how, how did that help you to, to bring your skills towards uh, this new class for Saws riders? Okay. So this will sound kind of weird, but as a kid, my parents, I got into horses because we had moved to a new city and it was during the busing era. And my parents thought if she gets to ride horses, that'll probably keep her away from, you know, the drugs and the bad scene that, it, that junior high girls and high school girls are drawn to in the seventies. <laughs> it probably worked. So, or probably now, worked. Yeah. It, it, it probably worked. But he would say, look at those people out there showing themselves. And I'm like, they're not showing themselves. They're showing their horses. And he'd say, no, 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 no. They're showing themselves. So I always tried to look at it like, you know what? This isn't about showing me. It's about showing the horse. And if I can stay out of the horse's way, but look calm and the picture is good doing it, I'm going to do pretty well at this. If I can influence the horse. I mean, that's really what equitation is and do it in a gentle, tactile poised manner and that's what dressage is no matter what you're riding i mean really so to me i don't know if that's what you're asking but to me the equitation wasn't that different than just regular riding i mean it's still you have to have the nicer your horse the prettier the picture the easier it is to get your horse on the bit or the frame or the way your horse moves and the more together your horse is, the better you're going to sit. So it's still a team, you and the horse. It's not like you're just sitting there frozen, judged, judged on. And the same way when I was a kid, it was, it was very much, you have to effectively be able to ride the pattern. You have to remember the pattern you have to, and they're not easy. I mean, the reigning horse pattern is the same one they use, at the WEG for the reigning horses now, you know, it's like, it's not an easy pattern and the saddle seat patterns, not that different than, you know, like to do a 10 meter circle or an eight meter circle on a dressage horse is much easier than it is to do it on a saddlebred and much prettier. <laughs> but mm-hmm. if, if I'm not sure if that's what you're asking me, but well, just the, the movements themselves, even though the, the suppleness and the way of doing it is quite, it's a lot more thoughtful now it's it's not that different. Yeah. Oh, that that's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about your story, though, now, because you live in Texas, but you train in California. How does that work? So I quit riding horses when I went to college, and I never thought I would ride again. And I have a job or, or a company and a husband and three boys. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. as my youngest was in high school, I was at a teacher's conference, and I saw a mom in riding clothes. And I was like, oh my gosh, you ride? And she said, yeah, there's a group of working moms. We ride in a class, a group class at 7 a.m. on Friday mornings. And then we just go to casual mm-hmm. Friday where we're riding close to work. I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. I want to join. And what that class would do would be one week would be dressage. One week would be quadrille. One week would be jumping. 
and I loved the dressage. It was like I was breathing again. So I bought a horse that was at the barn. It was a quarter horse. And then that barn shut down and I ended up with a dressage trainer, Jody Wilson, just because that was a barn close to my house. And she was, she was really a nice lady and, and very helpful. She's still quite involved with dressage, but she said, you know, you really can't do this on a quarter horse. And she helped me find a schoolmaster that was a great horse, but the lady that owned it was in my barn. And there's something about when you don't really know what you're doing and everybody else around you knows what the horse can do and what you should be doing. It's really intimidating. And I had gone to a clinic with David Blake, who's out here in California. And he said, why don't you bring Beezy, who's the horse, out here for summer camp for a month in August and see if you can learn how to ride. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. So that's what I, that's what I did. And I started going back and forth, like just in the summers, I'd come out for a month and my kids would, we'd run a place and my kids would either come or they were, you know, be working summer jobs or whatever. And my husband would come back and forth. But now that my kids are grown and they've started this West coast dressage festival, I've started to spend a bit more time out here and tell me if this, this is too much, but about, I guess it was 18 months ago, I was walking on the beach in Del Mar and I saw a trailer that said um, Castell on it. That's that brand that mm-hmm. has uh, the shirts and all. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I Googled it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a dressage lady, Charlotte Jorst. And I Facebooked her and said, well, if you ever want to walk on the beach, let me know. And she replied right away and said, how about today at four? And I was like, okay. So she gave me her address. I went and like the first thing out of the back door, she was like, so what are your goals? And I was like, I I don't know. I'm an adult amateur and I, you know, I've got my silver medal. I feel like I'm doing really well. And she was like, well, you need to buy my old Grand Prix horse, Asterios. He's on the market and nobody's purchased him because of previous injuries, but he's solid as a rock and he can take you and teach you everything you would ever want to know. And that was like the best decision I ever made. <laughs> I bought a Stereos and he has taught me so much. So I, I rode him in the West Coast Dressage Festival last year and I rode him in Texas and won all the Grand Prix stuff in our region. And he's who I rode in Equitation because I thought oh, it would be really yeah. good thing for Fantastic. him to do. Yep. And he, he was like so hot and such a show off and so fun in that regional class. I really wish they had had a class in Kentucky. Let's see, we could have done the Grand Prix and the Grand Prix freestyle <laughs> in Kentucky, but I wanted just one more, like if the equitation class had been in Kentucky, that would have put it over the edge. I would have taken Sure. It. Come to the U.S. finals. Um, yes. But this year, so then in October, I thought it would be nice to get maybe a, a younger horse because 20 now. And so I bought a horse from Alyssa Pitt called Quintessential Hit. And I took him back to Texas. And Stefan had, I've gotten to know Stefan a bit from riding at Arroyo because when David Blake left Arroyo, I still kept coming to Arroyo because it just, it made sense. And that's when, and I had done some clinics with Stefan and he had said, you should work with Dawn. And that's how I started working with her. But anyway, he had found this horse quintessential hit for me 
And I took him back to Texas and felt like I had just wrecked him. <laughs> and I texted Stefan and said, I, I broke this horse. I feel really awful. And he said, well, why don't you send him out here and we'll see. And he, the horse had been here two days and Stefan texted me and said, I don't really think he's broken. How about I take him to the CDI next week? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he entered him in the small tour. And I think he came in second in the pre-St. George and won the I-1. And then he took him to another one last week and won both the I-1 and the pre-St. George. So the horse isn't messed up is the bottom line. Yeah, I no, just, I need to get my equitation a little better. Just, just working on the equitation. Oh my gosh. Well, that is so fun, Terry Sue. And we can't thank you enough for coming on okay. the program and, and telling us your story. And you know, that's the thing. Like sometimes it's, it's a, it's a chance meeting or it is going and, and training somewhere else and really going for your goals. And it's just so fun to, to hear your story. And we're very, very thankful for your time and for you coming on the program. Well, thank you very much. Well, we are honored today to have Sophia Schultz. She is the winner of the 2019 14 through 18 dressage seat equitation finals and the previous champion of the semifinals champion 13 and under. She is currently a working student at Hampton Green Farm and had a very busy season here in Wellington. Sophia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We are very pleased, and and we were teasing. We actually, you were one of the students that I had at the Robert Dover Horse Mastership Clinic that happened in January, and we did a mock interview, and so now it is the real thing, girl. Yeah, got some good practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know when the, the practice will come in handy, and, and those are, I mean, I also saw you at the trainers conference. I mean, I have seen you all over Wellington, and it's super fun to have you on the show. Yeah, no, I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been a busy season, but, you know, on to the next, right? Well, and that's what's so great about Wellington, especially, you know, especially as a junior, there's so, and young rider, there's so many opportunities here, and it sounds like you're really taking advantage of them. So tell us a little bit about your experience with the dressage seat equitation finals. It was an absolutely wonderful experience. I, you know, fortunately was able to go in with my own personal horse. So I think that was, you know, super helpful because I, you know, know him inside and out. You know, I was able to kind of prep my favorite way to prepare for things like that is I took a boatload of lunge lessons, things like that, just to really help train my seat. And, you know, going in, I didn't have super, super high expectations. I just really wanted to have a super positive ride and just connect with my horse. And fortunately, we were able to come out on the other end with a blue ribbon. But, you know, for me, at least it was all about just having a super good experience. So I'm really grateful that it ended that way. Well, and I think, like you said, I mean, really at the end of the day, having lunge lessons is phenomenal for every one of our seats. Wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think like for me, I love taking them. It's actually been a little while. I need to get back to them again. (laughs) Me too, girl. um... We should do it together. Absolutely. But no, I mean, they're so important, especially, you know, one thing that was stressed to me a lot as a young, younger rider was, you know, having independent body movement, being able to put your hands here and here without affecting your legs, moving your legs, without moving your seat, moving your seat, without affecting, you know, it's all so important to be able, you know, especially if you have a spooky horse, things like that, to be able, you know, if they go flying sideways across the arena, you don't want to have all of your body parts flying all over too. And I think it's so important, especially with the lunge lessons that really allowed me to help develop, you know, obviously still developing to this day, I'll never stop, you know, really being able to control exactly where my right hand, my right thumb, my right fingernail is, you know? Absolutely. So tell us, what's your favorite lunge line exercise when you're doing a lunge lesson? 
for me, you know, it's kind of silly as it sounds, you know, I always, you know, in the past I've taken lunge lessons, you know, the horse will be on, you know, side range or something. And I no stirrups, no reins, just spinning around, honestly, you know, doing arm circles, things like that, twisting, you know, to the right and left, touching, you know, the horse's butt when you're twisting to the right with your left hand, you know, reaching down, touching your, you know, your right hand to your left toe across the saddle, things like that, just to kind of loosen up your body while keeping your seat moving again, without trying to affect how the horse is going, things like that. And I think it really helped develop my flexibility as a rider, you know, cause then, you know, transitioning into the actual movements, being able to really move your hips and understanding how all of that works without affecting your other aids. Absolutely. No, I think that's, that's really, really a good exercise and one that everybody should be able to do. And yeah, as you're absolutely. riding. So tell us a little bit about your experience at the finals. So what, you know, you qualified and then you go to, go to Chicago. Tell us a little bit about what happened there. Yes. I was also able to go with my young rider horse and I was competing him in the young rider championships, which is also an absolute blast. And he was a real dream. And, you know, I'm really fortunate. Both my horses really brought their A game to the show and I just tried to match their level of showmanship. But no, going in, you know, my horse was being really super and you know, once we came out for the awards, it was actually kind of a special moment. And I was fortunate that my very good friend, Jay Mackey, was able to be there with me. And we were talking with some of the other riders, you know, about how exciting it was and, you know, all the blood, sweat and tears that we, you know, we put into the sport and how, you know, we just can't imagine doing anything else. And my, I went to give my horse a kiss and he unfortunately hit me with his nose and gave me a bloody nose right before oh. I went in the arena for the awards ceremony. And so it was just kind of funny how we joked, you know, <laughs> here's the blood and sweat. And then we went in and then came the tears. So kind of oh. came full circle. But, uh, you know, again, I can't imagine doing it any other way. It was just a really, really special moment. And, you know, again, I didn't go in with super, super high expectations. Obviously, I, I'm personally extremely competitive, but I kind of sometimes in the ring have to push that aside and just, you know, make it about myself and my horse rather than so much about the competition, just have a positive experience. But that was a really, really magical moment. And I'm lucky that, you know, to spend it with such other amazing riders, they were really super and supportive. So that was, I said, for me, that was the most amazing thing is having such a wonderful group of other people to share that moment with. Cause you know, I feel like we were all, you know, obviously we're all very competitive, all these things, but I do feel like we were really all supporting each other, which was super. That is fantastic. So, well, I love the story that you're doing it together as, as part of your whole young rider, junior young rider journey is mm-hmm. to be able that you did them together. I think that that's a, such a great, great thing. So, so tell us what's next for you and in your riding career. Cause I, did you age out of the dressage seat equitation? No, I, this coming, you know, regional competition would be the last year I'd be able to qualify and um I don't know little dude again, you know, with kind of where my horses are at and with my current goals, I'm aiming to go to North Americans in the festival of championships in the young rider division with the same horse that I should have seen medal finals, but he's still a little bit young. So I don't know, you know, it's more of a soft goal than a firm goal. You know, at the end of the day, I, I absolutely love competing, but for me, it's all about the training. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I kind of need to put him away for the summer and just keep training and then really come out swinging next year, then I think that's what we need to do that for me, that comes before all the competition. I'm not sure if I'll try and qualify again. I kind of like to, you know, one and not one and done, but um, yeah. kind of go out and I feel like we left on a really high note and I don't want to go back and jinx it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some other, <laughs> other really super riders and I think we left on a pretty high note. So I kind of I think wanna... so. 
leave it where it was, you know? Absolutely. Well, congratulations and thank you so much for coming on the show. And I look forward to seeing you at many different events in the future. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been wonderful. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, tonight we are really excited to have Justin from Total Saddle Fit for our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, the real deal. Justin, welcome to the show. Well, happy to be on. We always love having you. We're always like super excited. We're like, oh, Phil, what questions do you have for Justin? But we (laughs) are talking about the new stirrup leathers that you guys just launched, right? That's our plan tonight. That's right. The stability stirrup leathers is what we're calling them. We've talked about the stirrup leathers every week, and it is true. Justin sends Phil and I every product we talk about. That's really important for our relationship, and I love them. I put them, I chose the saddle of the horse that I have had personally a hard time sitting the trot. And so I put it on Big Mike's saddle and I can tell you it has made a huge difference for me on this big guy. He's called Big Mike because he bigs he's a big <laughs> there's a reason. And I chose and, and I really now I'm I go I switch the saddles and I'm like, ah, oh, my leg is not as stable. So I am a I'm a huge believer because I can actually sit the trot and now maybe think about moving up a level. So I am a huge fan, Justin. Very that's very cool to hear. I'm happy to hear. The, the response has been super positive. So we're very we're stoked on how uh, the, the first few months of the syrup players have been going. So I, I I was just gonna say that I put him on the horse that bucks the most, just to you know, <laughs> yeah, to stay in the tack. Phil's got other the ringer. Yeah, I got I got some some other issues, but I I do really love how comfortable the the leathers are and how you know they they lie really flat against the saddle. The the leather quality is just amazing, and you know I I, I don't get out of place and I don't get uncomfortable when that horse gives me a little bit of a extra movement from the hind end. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Justin, you're saving our lives. We it. So, so tell us, how did well, you come up with this? Like, it's so cool. How'd you, how'd you figure this out? So wide body stirrups have been out there. It's not something that we invented, but we basically work with a, with a group of various test riders. And I had a specific rider who was having some issues with some young horses she was working on. And so we started developing a stirrup leather for her. And we basically just, designed something that we thought would work pretty well and iterated a few times and came up with the general concept and then put a few features on it that I think makes them basically the best they can be. So it, it came from one of our test riders' personal needs, to be honest, but then it kind of <laughs> went from there. So basically what we have is like a, stir, is a stirrup leather that's about double the width over the flap of a, of a traditional stirrup leather. So it, it gets better contact on the flap and is way smoother over the flap so it disappears under your leg and at the same time because of all the contact it has on the flap it's much more stable when you're riding um so it seems to just be much much more comfortable and in addition to that all we really did was we did a, like i mentioned a second ago we did we added a couple features to it to make it just a little bit more comfortable which is we the main body of the stirrups are like a traditional hard leather stirrup hide and then the the skinny part the part that goes through the little keeper on your flap is like a really thin nylon wrap uh, calfskin wrap nylon that so basically when you put it under the skirt of the saddle it gets super thin under there super thin under your leg kind of a phantom stirrup leather if you will 
No, it's true. It's very flat. And that's what's amazing about it is that it really does stay down. And for whatever reason, I mean, it, it really does keep your leg more stable. Is that just the general surface area is larger from the star pleather? Yeah, well, it's, it's two things. So, like, the surface area is larger. That's a huge part of it. But also it kind of makes it, – it takes – because, you know, every stirrup leather that you put on your saddle, basically, it has two layers of leather, right? So the top layer is a – is much less stable than the layer that's actually resting against the flap. So it's got a tendency to lift and twist or the leathers can slide on each other. So with our design, with the top leather being twice as wide as the leather underneath it, it not only makes more contact, but it gives, it gives more of a stability, you know, because it, it contacts it differently as well. So it gives it more of a stability. So it takes what would typically be the leather that's like kind of lends to a lot of that like swinging and instability and, and remedies it. Yeah, I think anybody who has who has experienced issues with the leather, like pinching your leg against the against the saddle, or you know the two leathers, you know creating space and 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 all that pinching stuff, rubbing problems. This is yeah, it's solved. I mean, you could just solved it easily. Well, I don't know how easy totally. it was to develop the product, but the the concept <laughs> seems the simple, result, right? The result is good. Yeah. 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 Thank you. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, Justin, you always have fantastic ideas. And, you know, what I love about your company is always is is the quality is there. And that's what's really nice because you feel the leather and it's really soft. So it makes sense that it doesn't rub or pinch or all the other things that happen sometimes when your leg isn't so stable. Totally. Yeah, the, I mean, the quality is for sure there on the leather. So thank you for saying that. And also, it's one of these products. It's like so easy to, to for somebody to test ride and just get an immediate feedback as to whether or not it works for them. So basically what we've done is, we're, our, the feedback we've got from all the riders is so positive that the vast majority of people just notice them instantly and love them. So we're offering free shipping both ways for anybody who doesn't fall in love with them within the first month they use them. So it's you know, just our kind of our stamp of approval. Like we really think you're going to like these, but hey, if you don't, whether you don't like the quality or you don't like how they work for you, you can always send them back and it literally will cost you nothing. Fantastic. So just, so what sizes do they come in? Well, so they're jump and dressage specific because they're designed for the different flat planks of the saddles. So for jump, there's 48 and 54. And for dressage, there's 54 and 60. Fantastic. Now, just from a very basic standpoint, if you want to measure your stirrups, how do you do that? If, if you're on one extreme end of the spectrum, we'll obviously point you to either the short or the long one. But right. that one, I kind of like to leave up to a rider because there's so much variability that can go in there that I, it's really hard for me to say. Well, and I asked that question because Phil and I are always the longest ones. So we, we just saw, I mean, I didn't, I was like, oh, of course I'm the 60 because we have long legs. So I just, I was curious on how one does that. So fantastic. Well, I love it. Well, so if there was a perfect system, I would love to apply it, but that one's more, you know, it's kind of like somebody says, well, should I, should I use leather or fleece on my girth? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. For the most part, I don't know. That's, that's really more like about what you, how your horse responds to what you like and so forth. So, um. I really like, I like the option sometimes because in Florida, I like the fleece and at home, I like the neoprene. So, you know, I'm just, I got, I got got a little, a little feeling about that. Well, Justin, as always, thank you so much for coming on. If people have questions and also how do they find the products? Okay. So the best place to find it is totalsaddlefit.com. That's where you find all of our products and everything on the website, by the way, is free shipping anywhere in the world. So I'm not sure if that promotion is going to last forever. So if you are especially not in the United States, take advantage of it soon because it might go away. But free shipping anywhere in the world and it's, 30, it's a 30-day, 100% money back promise on everything as well. You can't go wrong with that, that kind of a deal. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Give them a try. You you will really like it. We we sample approval from Phil and I. These are fantastic and really, really help (laughs) me sit the trot, Justin. I can actually sit the trot. I'm so happy. I love to hear it. (laughs) Well, as always, Justin, thanks so much. And we look forward to having you on another time. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, that was a great show today. That was that was a long one for everybody, and we hope you got lots of great information. As always, we love the USDF show, and we love email and Facebook shout-outs. If you have any questions for us that we need to ask, uh, please let us know. Uh, the United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's www.usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a show, and don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. 